This is the Westlake Nation Podcast. Powered by the Westlake Shack Club. At the 20, 10, 5, touchdown! And he is into the end zone. Oh man, what a catch here! Touchdown, Westlake! And brought to you by Independence Title. Appliances Now. St. David's South Austin Medical Center. Hat Creek Burger Company. Overt Auto Group. Our Way Appliances. Restore Hyper Wellness. And now, here's Joe Taylor with another episode of Shap of the Week. Our Shap of the Week is starting running back, Nate Acosta, because here's the thing, Nate. When you have a guy like Kaiser and you have you, two completely different styles of running, most of the time, I think Westlake would work really hard to get into a do-back personnel when, yes. when you guys are involved. Take us through the relationship that you have with Jack as being the two guys that are leading the running back room as seniors. You know, me and Jack, best friends, been best friends, I'd say probably since sophomore year. We've been friends for, before that, but our relationship got very close sophomore year, getting into the running back room. And we both just made plays there, and last two years, running back room, has, it's been family over there, so... I think yeah. it's also fun to think about the way you guys came in as varsity mm-hmm. players because we have to go all the way back to two years ago when y'all were sophomores. You know, we all know the kind of a meteoric rise that Jack yeah. had coming in that third game and then, you know, taking off the way that he did and earning newcomer. But you made your debut and take us through that moment, your first moments as a, as a varsity player getting to play in that playoff game. Yeah. Actually, my first touchdown was in uh, New Braunfels. New Braunfels. I had two touchdowns and. It was crazy. I was waiting all year to get get a touchdown. When it first happened, I was it, to this day is probably the most excited I've been on the football field. And and to have that kind of experience from New Braunfels and then to play in the region final, I think sure. that was a big big oh, part yeah. of you learning how Westlake football how to play as a varsity player. Yes, sir. It, New Braunfels, then PJ North, I think, and then DKR. Yeah, those those playoff games were they were big for me. I was on varsity all year, sophomore year. I was first playing receiver, then quarterback, then switched to running back. So. I think when you when you make that switch, we've talked about this to guys in years past, where there's a clear idea of who is going to serve as the Westlake quarterback. The ability to be able to shift positions. You know, I go all the way back to a guy named Nick Foles. I don't know if you ever heard of that guy, yeah, but yes, in the end, there was a pretty intense battle at quarterback, and there was mm-hmm. an, a, a player behind him named Stephen Schaefer, incredibly gifted high school quarterback, would have been very very good. Nick was just better, and he moved to tight end. So it's it's always that moment that sticks out for me guys that move from the quarterback room to another position what do you gain from that at tailback you gain a whole different side of the game really because as a quarterback you learn all positions and I was always a good runner I I was always able to throw the ball pretty good but I've always been a better runner being quarterback just learning like what what corners do what safeties do how the linebackers are doing and everything it's helped tremendously at, at being running back what I see in your game is it allows you to be a little bit more patient than probably another running back would. Yes. You're looking at things, breaking it down from a quarterback standpoint. You're mm-hmm. looking off safeties pre-snap too. Yes, and and remembering your assignment, obviously know what gap you're supposed to go to. But I would think it would give you some creativity out there when yes. running the football. What do you see as a, a major advantage of being a quarterback in your previous football life mm-hmm. to being the, the kind of back you are now? Playing running back to me was a lot more slower I think at quarterback, it was all a lot of fast, so I had to be very fast-paced. But I think a running back, I had to slow it down and actually be more technical with it, and it allows me to run the ball pretty good. Who's your favorite offensive lineman? In the NFL? No, right, oh, right now? Yeah. Uh, uh, let's go Jared Rice Sr., yeah. favorite offensive lineman, Jared Rice Sr. <laughs> the, the guys that uh, I call it uh, O-line lunch that okay. happens oh, every yeah. Wednesday, they're all here watching O-line, film. Great. 
And I will tell you this, they, they all, when I said that you were going to be the chap of the week, the room erupted. Really? They said, ask about this, <laughs> ask about this. You know, they're basically like my producers out yeah. there. And in talking to Leo Wolfrat two weeks ago, mm-hmm. one of the things that we talked about was just how selfless the position can be. And when you're in a situation where you have to block or you're in a situation where you, you're not a part of the play, you're playing without the ball. Sure. Talk about how important that is to being successful in the running back room. This year, especially, I've been really trying to get better at blocking and stuff. So, you know, Jack can break a long run or something. He can do the same. But yeah, it all came down from last year, Coach Rhodes telling us, showing us how to do it. And even Coach Houston, because he, he played over at Texas and he's helped a lot. But yeah, this year, especially, I've been trying to get better at blocking and stuff. Dustin Wiesinger is yes, your sir. new running backs coach, yes, but he is not new to Westlake. No. Hired back, and what is what I really like is he kind of inherits this running back room that he Definitely. knew when he was here. You know, all of you guys were younger when he was here, and now you are the running back room. What's it been like getting to know him? Yes, Coach Wiesinger is great. I uh, love how technical he is and how he likes things to be, I wouldn't say perfect, but pretty freaking pretty close to perfect and it's helped a lot with me and Jack and all the other running backs to be on point with everything and getting everything done fast and just being ready to play. When you talk about your 2022 season, it started at a very good place and then mm-hmm. abruptly was kind of taken away. And and without getting too much into the the minutia of what happened, describe the play as you remember it. Um, I remember it was right after halftime against Anderson. It was at the first drive. I'm pretty sure it was the first drive after halftime. And um, it was fourth down. I think we ran 29 tunnel, and it was four yards. I didn't get the first down. I tried to cut it backfield, and one of their defensive tackles, I guess his whole body really fell on my leg. All his weight was on one leg, and it like, snapped. And you broke it, not just one bone, but two. Yes, sir. Yeah. The fibula and tibula. Man, and, yes, and we knew that the injury was pretty bad. We didn't know how bad until obviously later, but mm-hmm. I know that in passing, when I would see you in the field house, even after surgery, even after rehab, you always told me everything was fine. Everything was fine, but yeah. it wound up being that everything wasn't fine. No. What led you to believe that, that something else was going on getting into spring ball? So I had two surgeries with my leg, the rod they put in there, and then I was having, uh, when I broke it, I had nerve damage and scar tissue damage and tendons. So I had a second surgery where they went and fixed the tendons in my toes. Spring ball, I think a couple of weeks before spring ball was the first time I actually ran like full speed. So just coming back to spring ball was very slow, running the ball. It was, it was really mental. All I could think about was my leg and being scared but over the summer and stuff like getting that out in this season it's it's gone away I'm, i feel like i'm back one of the moments that i could tell your head coach was very excited about is the touchdown mm-hmm. run against cedar park yes, in the sir. scrimmage where it looked like you had returned to to what you were before that happened describe what that road is like one moment you're laying on the field with two broken exactly. bones and sure. the next you're running for a touchdown like the whole process of rehab and everything and there's a lot of it was a lot of pain like i've having little pain still to this day, but just all the work I put in over the summer. And then that one play at Cedar Park was probably, this was the first play I like, or I was like, wow, I think I'm back. Like it was, it was a happy moment for me. What was the family support like when, when that happened? Cause I know in the moment it was probably incredibly scary, but then, you know, kind of moving on, how do you deal with the day to day? How do you deal with the, you know, the obvious depression? Cause you're not getting mm-hmm. to play and you work so hard, but what was that day to day like progressing through rehab and then slowly being able to, to, to play again. Yeah, no, my whole family, they were, they were awesome. I mean, I was laying on the couch for probably three weeks. It wasn't moving or anything. And the whole team was amazing too. everyone. They got me gift baskets, all the coaches and stuff. They're all awesome. But no, my family was the, the biggest part of my recovery. 
couldn't have done it without them. When you are in a, a family that, that has their own business, mm-hmm. you, I always find this different for kids that grow up with pa- families that, that own their own thing, and there's a family atmosphere around it. I remember the, the restaurant in Buda, and, and I remember going there once or twice. Yes, and, and what I've always found out is when you're in a service atmosphere, when your family is, is all about serving a community, and it mm-hmm. didn't matter what kind of business, it just happens to be a really good yeah, restaurant. Yeah, Cajun food. Yeah, but yes, like Cajun food in Buda, man. It, yeah. was, it was kind of unbelievable. But I remember Cleveland's, and, and, and I often think, you know, I bet Nate worked at the at the restaurant at one point in time. Did yeah. that ever happen? Yeah, uh, last, not the most recent summer, but the summer before. I worked uh, every Sunday for about two months, I think. What did you What did you do? I was a host. Yeah, so yes, you're, you're the face, host. man. Yeah, you're I the face for a, of the bit. Bit. <laughs> for a little bit, yeah. What does that give you confidence-wise? As you're a football player, obviously mm-hmm. people know who you are, but you're wearing the helmet. You're kind of incognito. But, yeah. but in the end, you know, being the face of something like that, even if it is just to help out the family, mm-hmm. you know, probably gives you a little bit more confidence than most kids. Yes, sir. No, it, it taught me a lot to, you know, smile, you know, talk to a lot of people I've never met before. So it was great for me. I often think that owning your own business is very similar to a, a the grind that you go through. Mm-hmm. Do you see that? Is that is that something that you look for yes. as a motivation? Yeah. So well, I mean, I've seen my I've seen my stepdad, my dad, my mom since I was little. You know, stress about work and the businesses they've tried they try to do and stuff like that. They're a big motivation to me. Both of them. I know they're very hard workers. And that's the thing when you have that example day in day out because that's what it is, especially in the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. It's day yeah. in. They were always in there too. Like, yeah, they and weren't you, just gone. They were in there. And you have to and you have to own it. I mean, you, you exactly. it's not it's a completely different business because you know you can always delegate but at some point you've got to you've got to love every moment of it and it, yeah. it really reminds me of the grind that you have to love playing football and all that comes with it you can't just put on the uniform and helmet and go out on friday night it's everything that you do monday through wednesday and all the stuff that you do after hours, I would say. Mm-hmm. Does you find that Coach Salazar and the way the staff actually presents this as a paycheck at the end of the week, that mentality probably speaks to you more? Oh, yes. Most. I think the Monday through Thursday is probably the hardest part. The game is where you get to go have fun, you know? You work your whole hours during the during the week, and Friday you get that paycheck. It's, it's a great feeling, you know? Because practices, practices are hard. The week's hard. And like I said, the Fridays we get to go have fun. A couple of weeks ago, I actually asked this question of, of one of your teammates in our Shop of the Week interviewed. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, man, you ever... You ever mow a yard, but you have a you know real world job experience. You know you might be a host, but at the end of the day, you kind of understand. There's there's cooks, there's dishwashers, there's mm-hmm. servers, there's bartenders, there's all these other things that are going on as the operations of of a of a restaurant can go. Mm-hmm. But in the end, you you understand. Hey, when I put in this work and everybody's doing their job, we make good food, we put exactly. good food on the table, and people tip us, and people pay for their food, and they have a good time, they have a good experience. Yes, sir. Sounds a lot like Westlake football. Yeah, exactly. Really. It's a lot of work. Final thought as we visit with Nate Acosta, our Shop of the Week. Injuries happen. What did you learn from it? Because that's mainly what I always look for. Because when you're 16, 17 years old, you don't have a whole lot of life perspective. There's not a whole lot of wisdom there that you can look back on. But in the face of adversities, when you kind of learn about yourself, what did Nate Acosta learn about himself after that injury? I learned that football is not, it won't, it, it couldn't be here tomorrow. You know, you have to every day work as hard as you, if you love the sport, work as hard as you can and try to make the best out of it because tomorrow isn't promised. How do you get ready for a game? A lot of music. Yeah, uh, kind of music? Rap music, definitely. Nice. What's the what's that one track that you, you have to hear before hitting the field? I feel like everyone says Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill, but I don't know, probably just some, some little baby song though. All, all the little baby's tracks really get me going. You ever going to cut your hair? No. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> the injury caused you to really create an opportunity for you to enjoy the moments instead mm-hmm. of enjoy the season or the year or the game. You're yeah. enjoying the moments. And I have to think, what's, what is one of the things that you're enjoying about, about this game this year? And what are, what's one of your personal goals that you have for the season? Personal goals, try to get over 20 touchdowns is my personal goal right now. Just to beat Lake Travis, you know, I've haven't really played against. I've been there against Lake Travis, but I really haven't played that much. It was, I just want to go blow them out. He's Nate Acosta, our Shop of the Week. Thanks so yes, much sir. for doing Thank this. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the Westlake Nation podcast. Stay tuned as we bring you new episodes each week. The Westlake Nation podcast is powered by the Westlake Shop Club and part of the Westlake Nation Media Network. This is Westlake Nation.